Welcome to For the Love of Pod, a podcast about faith, community, and learning from one another about how we find meaning. I'm your host, Erin Phelps, a Master's of Divinity student at Louisville Seminary. This podcast started as a project for my worship community and pedagogy class. It is designed to be a fun, open way to hear about folks in their past and current faith life. Most importantly, each of my guests will teach me about something that's important and meaningful to them. Without further ado, let's get started. Hi there, everyone, and welcome back to For the Love of Pod, my awesome worship community and pedagogy pro- uh, project that keeps on moving. Um, this is uh, the fifth episode, and uh, today I have my friend Preston and my coworker too. So, uh, hello, Preston. Hello. Um, so, I'm so glad you're here. I hope it's okay. I'm calling you by your work name because I, otherwise I'll go back and forth and confuse myself. So, Preston. <laughs> yeah, that's you, so fun. <laughs> yes, uh, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Yeah. So, I'm Preston. Um, I am a hairdresser at the salon that you work at, Meet Feet. Um, and I am a Colorado native that moved to Kentucky a few years ago and have kind of created my own little community here. Um, I think that's all the general information about me. <laughs> yes. I also bring up uh, people's pets a lot. Um, oh, yeah. It doesn't come up. So you have two cats, right? Figaro yeah. and Pharaoh? I sure do. They are both fat, sassy, and happy. Uh, Figaro, he's the cute little tuxedo. And then I have Pharaoh, who is a um, gray and blue-eyed beauty. Um, but yeah, they're my babies. I just, I don't know why people could share all kinds of things, but I feel like I always bring up the cats or the dogs. Of course. Um, (laughs) It's fun. Um, All right. Well, now we're going to do our favorite little segment of podcast consent corner, just to make sure that everything is on the up and up. So Preston, if you are here of your own free will, you have been informed ahead of time of the content of this project, and you also know you're free to refuse to discuss something at any time, please say, I consent. I consent. Thank you, Preston. That is very helpful. (laughs) So now we're going to do a couple rounds of think fast. This is just kind of either or questions that help get our brains moving and provide something fun and not theological to talk about. Um, So uh, just kind of give me your gut response. And if you have more things to add about why you chose what you chose, we can talk about it. So the first thing is if you had the ability, or I guess I'll phrase it this way. Which of these abilities would you rather have? The ability to be able to talk to all animals, like you could just communicate with all the animals, or the ability to speak all languages? Ooh, that's a okay. I'm going to go with speak uh, to animals Mm -hmm. because humans, I think, can... There's so many other ways to communicate with even without speech, but I just would love to be able to just walk up to a lion and be like, hey, bro, I just want to be your friend. Um, and he'll be like, cool, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's actually, I really like that you took it to talking to lions. It's not even just like, I need you to eat your food, right? It's, no. it's like, no, I'm going to befriend a lion. Oh, I yeah. Also... I have to be like, uh, Wild Thornberries. Did you ever watch that? Um, yes. Yes. That's what, all I would want in life. <laughs> 
That's awesome. I think I'm inclined. Speaking all languages sounds nice, but talking to animals would have very cool and specific perks. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, the next one is similarly kind of fun and hypothetical. Uh, if you had the opportunity to do either of these things, which would you prefer? Would you rather go into outer space or explore the ocean? I would rather explore the ocean. Um, I think for me, that's just an obvious answer because I feel like there's so much that is just so close to us that we can't, we don't even know what's there. Whereas outer space, like we're continuing to learn more about it, but it's also like not really a part of us, I guess. Mm -hmm. So the ocean for sure I for different reasons am inclined to say ocean um for me it's not just about the exploration of the ocean but rather that as much as I love a good outer space movie I am a clumsy enough person that I I am very scared about the stakes of outer space like one wrong move and I am like sucked into a vacuum or like freeze right it's great and it's not like I'm it's very isolated too. I think there's like something in this question about um, like isolation versus being surrounded by stuff. So yeah. yeah. Um, one last one, and this is a little more Preston specific question because you are much more pop culture music inclined mm. than I am. So if you had to pick between Justin Bieber and Harry Styles. Whoo, man, that's a who that's like hitting at all my teenage heartstrings. Um, Man, I think, okay, my initial inclination is Harry Styles. As much as I love JB, JB is, you know, a little bit, I feel like I would know him better, whereas Harry A is British. So that's like an instant, like, plus seven points. Um, but plus, there's something about Harry that I just would love to understand who he is as a person. Yeah. Yeah, he seems to uh, bring something different to the table, as far mm-hmm. as I can tell. But yeah, when I... I like when I can pitch a question that's an either or that I know will fit my guests. And it's like, oh, this one's fun. I know you know yeah. these. Uh, so, also. yes. And I also, I feel like you, like, I, I knew that you knew me, but I feel like that was such an, like, a 16 year old person that you never knew interpersonal question that, like, I feel really seen. <laughs> yes. I, I hope that's a good thing that you feel yes. seen in the moment. Um, <laughs> Well, I have enjoyed doing these things fast with you. That's one where um, that was such a pressing question that I don't have a strong inkling, but it is toward Harry Styles. Um, so, uh, yeah. So now is the time when we dive into kind of the meatier part of podcast life and why we're here. Um, can you give the listeners and give me a little bit of a snapshot of your faith? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, growing up, I always had a very strong belief in God. I don't want to say that there was ever like somebody who was like, hey, you need to believe in God. We believe in God. God is a thing. But I just remember as a child, always knowing that he existed um, and always feeling like there was a connection with him, even though I didn't quite know who he was. I didn't quite know um, what it meant to worship him, anything like that. But uh, growing up, my parents did take me to uh, a lot of different churches. So I could say that I was definitely raised around a Christian influence. Um, but my family wasn't ever really consistent with going to church. We would try out different churches all the time. And none of them really had a denomination. There was never anything specific I felt like I was learning. Um, but I do remember as a child, really wanting to know all the information I could. 
and I remember really hating Sunday school because I felt mm-hmm. like my parents got to go somewhere and learn and I was being taught something different is what it felt like and I was like well what are they learning in the adult section that me as a child I can't learn um and I want to say that was one of the first thoughts I had when as an adult trying to decide what my faith meant for me is I did remember as a child when I would go to the congregation with my grandmother, I remember that I'd always get to sit with her. And that was a huge um, plus for me and something that really drew me towards a particular um, study in education is I felt like I wanted to know all the details. And I felt like when I was with her, there was nothing that she was learning that I wasn't. So I really liked that. Um, when I was in high school, probably 14 or 15, I began this, uh, a study of the Bible. I took a world religions class because I also wanted to know about all religions. Um, like I said, I kind of always knew that God existed, but I really wanted to be, I really wanted to make an educated choice when it came to my faith. Uh, I guess I wanted to know all there was to know about this being that so many different religions and so many different cultures believed in, but all had this different version with a very similar base. Um, and so that's when I really delve into taking a world religion class. And then I also, I began a study of the Bible. Um, and I guess that was kind of what really led to the faith that I have now as an adult, um, was my study of the Bible and being able to study it for myself. Um, I was baptized when I was 18 and, uh, for the past almost decade now, I've been uh, a Christian, um, and have been a baptized, um, a baptized Christian, um, and I'm one of Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, and um, I so so I knew pieces of this, but it's very fun to hear you talk about the whole length of it, um, mm-hmm. because uh, I think a couple things. First of all, um, as I mentioned, this whole project I'm doing is for a class on worship, community, and pedagogy, um, mm-hmm. and pedagogy being, of course, like how we learn. I say this a lot. So I say, of course, because if you're a diehard podcast fan, you've heard me say this a bunch, but it's about how we teach and how we learn. And so mm-hmm. um, that's also part of immediately when I had this idea, I thought like, I bet Preston has some thoughts and feelings on this because <laughs> I knew that educated aspect was so important for you. And Uh, I think your feelings as a child are something that all kinds of worship communities can learn from and think Mm -hmm. about a little differently. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure that the idea behind a lot of children's education is sort of like, oh, we're giving something on their level or Mm -hmm. we're um, doing something that they'll find interesting. And there's absolute merit to the ways kids learn, but also the flip side of how do we include, you know, outward and, and integrate that into faith communities may not be a question that everyone thinks about. So I loved mm-hmm. you bringing it up that part of mm-hmm. your history. Um, yeah. And then of course, also um, one thing I was going to ask as a point of clarification, because in preparation for this uh, chat, I did do a fun little like poking around on the website for Jehovah's Witnesses, because mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure I didn't, get any terminology sort of weird and and so it is like um I I appreciate you clarifying that it is Christian and that you Mm -hmm. you are uh baptized as Christian um Mm -hmm. because there are some theological things that were deeply fascinating to me as a student in a different context too so um 
so I really appreciate that because I wanted to uh, clarify if you didn't say it yourself. So absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a big thing that people ask me often is they ask me, um, I had one of my cousins even ask me once. So are you Christian? Are you one of Jehovah's Witnesses? And I was like, well, I'm both, Um, you know, as one of Jehovah's Witnesses, the reason that I chose to be baptized in that religion and that organization is because I do get a full study of the Bible. And obviously the Bible teaches about Jesus and Jesus is what is Christianity. So um, a lot of people do have that misconception that um, there isn't a belief in Jesus or anything like that. But I absolutely believe in Jesus. Um, I am a Christian. I believe I'm one of his disciples. All those wonderful things. Yes. All, all the good stuff. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we could tease out all the theological stuff for a really long time. But that's something that's... Uh, really valuable um Mm -hmm. I think to hear about and again why I was so excited to talk to you on that kind of personal level um so now that we know a bit about you as a person and where you're coming from I do have a couple sensory questions to ask so Mm -hmm. one is are there any sounds or pieces of music that make you feel connected with your idea of faith yeah absolutely I think one of the things that is super important to me when it comes to my faith um, and is what is such a stronghold with my faith is my own personal relationship with God. Um, And that being very much a me and him thing, a we are, you know, it's a friendship, it's a relationship, just like any other relationship. And one of those things that always brings me kind of back to that when I really need to have that connection is there's a song that's called Give Me Courage. Um, And it's actually on the website that you were speaking of. Um, And it is just the music video alone is really powerful because it just really the whole message behind it is that um we are courageous and we can be courageous but just remembering that there are so many more there's so much more um with us and there are that are against us and just that idea of you have this whole army behind you that is supported with that personal relationship with god and that he provides that army for you so that's one that really always just kind of brings me back home and i probably blare it way uh, more often than you would think um, especially like while I'm driving or just even these little moments I'll listen to that song and it really just kind of brings me back to my faith that's really cool I imagine it showing up on your Spotify wrapped like <laughs> oh, yeah. on the top 100 like finding where where songs like that are um absolutely yeah for those who might listen to this I don't know months from now it's December we we've all just gotten our Spotify wrapped for the year so um well that's really beautiful and I think um I was so struck too and how that that song relates to you that you talked about the idea of relationship and friendship, I think is such a beautiful um, characterization of um, connection to God that 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 mm-hmm. personal aspect I can tell really matters. Um, mm-hmm. Another question too that I have is has COVID impacted anything about you, your faith or how you practice it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, part of my worship is very um, community-based. So as a matter, I would go to my congregation twice a week and we would have, you know, um, what we call meetings, which is a service. And there was a lot, too, of um, community-based ministry. Uh, I was involved in a lot of different projects that were a matter of getting together and doing different types of ministry and that kind of stuff. And obviously that all got shut down with the introduction of COVID this year. And that has been a huge adjustment for me because I... Thankfully, we've been able to use Zoom and such to be able to continue with um, as much of normal worship as possible and still try to have that sense of community. But doing it from your own home is definitely a um, 
a big change. And for me personally, because it because I didn't grow up um, having that kind of worship in my life of getting together as a community and um, as a part of like a spiritual family of what it kind of felt like to me, it was honestly a very hard and it still is do you feel like I'm part of that still because I'm in my home and it's all virtual so that was definitely something that COVID has changed and I'm so grateful for technology that I can still get even something and it's been amazing to see how um, different people have come together to put together beautiful programs and beautiful um, worship that can make you feel like you are still we're all still connected but it's definitely been difficult and very isolating to still feel like I'm just in my house and I'm not going anywhere yeah um, well, and I know, cause you talked about, I mean, I just know you as a person, um, and how yeah. you talked about, even in your introduction that you've built a lovely little community here. And of course mm-hmm. that comes from so many different places. I know folks from our job, for example, are really awesome and connected and in each other's lives, but there's also, um, a certain, uh, core aspect of your um, your congregation that I think mm-hmm. it, it always seems to me really made up that social home outside of just like mm-hmm. worship time. And so I'm sure that that, like you said, can feel really isolating. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I think especially being somewhere, like I said, I moving here with no family, um, no friends. And so work and my congregation were my life. And that's where a lot of that feeling of a family and friendship really came from and thankfully you know our our salon opened up again so I'm able to have some of that um in-person you know socialization but especially for those three months that the salon was closed it was very difficult because I live alone and I just have my two cats and as much as you try to do as much as you possibly can to be connected virtually there is an emotional and a mental health Um, aspect that really does play into not being able to gather together and even in a social aspect or in a worship aspect or whatever it is that really can take such a toll and I think one of the things I've learned in my discussions with other people um, that I've been able to have is that was something that I was very ashamed of is feeling that way Mm. and feeling like it was so much more difficult and feeling like I wasn't connected because I felt like there must be something wrong with me that this impacts how I like this impacts how spiritual I feel. This impacts how I view myself um, being able to give the best that I can. This is impacting my, this feeling of connection. There's must be something wrong with me or I don't want to admit this because it's embarrassing to admit that I don't like zoom. And even though I'm grateful for it, for what it provides, I, if I had a choice between either or I would choose, the you know the other option of being able to be in person um but in allowing myself to share that it's amazing that hearing how many people feel that way mm. you know so many people I think are grateful for what we've been able to um incorporate during this time but it's taken a toll on a lot of people and I think that's something that's so important to re- to be vulnerable about and to realize that there's a lot of people who are feeling disconnected who are struggling with just feeling like they're able to even just feel normal in their worship. Like that's something that I think is something that was so normal that we may have taken for granted, but can feel like very um, disconnecting even in those aspects. Yeah. I, I appreciate you naming that um, because I'm sure 
you know, it applies to your worship experience. But like you said, you know, it's great for, you know, I have friends who work jobs that are not like ours that don't require being in person. And um, they've been at home for months. And on the one hand, it's convenient. But on the other hand, it really changes your ability to feel connected with your job, right? Or with um, your coworkers and, um, you know, with your uh, ability to feel like, oh, am I, am I doing things right? Am I regulating well? And the same is true for, um, I know, Zoom seminary, I have had to be really intentional about finding uh, my people and sort of finding ways mm-hmm. outside of class to communicate because our class mm-hmm. time is so limited. And so um, we're soaking things up and then it's just like, okay, well, screens off. Bye. Like you don't get that random mingling mm-hmm. energy. And I never knew how great it was yeah. to mingle. And I'm sure, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, in church environments as well, then that it's, yeah. it's really hard to not have that social connection outside of yeah. what you're technically there to do. Um, but I'm glad also that you are uh, able to name that and that you know that, that it has nothing to do with you. And um, and I'm really glad that other people also were able to be there for you and say, oh, I've, I've been there or I'm there now. That's um, I really mm-hmm. appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, I think that's what's so important. Like you said, it's, it really is that social aspect. I think we we don't realize how important that is. And it is the little mingling. And it's like as much as you try to be in like in a, you know, where like you're like, oh, we're in a breakout room and we're all and it's like, but Zoom is so different where you don't have that body language or even just that phys- like there's just so many little aspects that you really don't realize. But to be able to just realize that I think one of the comforting things, like you said, it when you were talking about your experience too, we're all experiencing some kind of form of that. And you just realize that really in a different way does keep us connected during this time is that there is a lot more that we are all experiencing as a whole that really makes it feel not so isolated. Mm -hmm. Something you said made me think too, I was trying to remember one of your top love languages is physical touch, right? Oh yeah. (laughs) I know because, um, you know, this is, this is a little peek behind the curtain that has nothing to do with the faith part, but sometimes I'll be sitting at my desk you know, looking at the schedule for the salon or getting little tasks done. And I'll just feel Preston's amazing nails because she gets great uh, nails that are all like cool and pointy. And they'll like (laughs) either be kind of like tingling on my shoulder or like massaging my scalp. And it's cool. But it's one of those things where I was like, oh, right. Preston is an appreciator of actual contact. And so mm-hmm. um, when you were talking about being around or reading body language, that just reminded me too of another dimension of mm-hmm. what we're all facing. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, again, thank you for sharing that part because that's really helpful. And now we will pivot a little bit to what we call podcast pedagogy. So um, Preston, you now have the floor to teach me a little something about your faith life and what you find meaningful. Absolutely. So um, and giving a little bit of my history of my own faith and kind of finding where I felt like I could express my faith the best. Obviously, I said education was a, a, a number one non-negotiable for me. I wanted to feel as educated as I was and I wanted to be able to find it for myself. I didn't want it to be something that somebody was telling me was in the Bible. I didn't want it to be something that someone was interpreting for me. I wanted it to be something that I read for my own eyes and was able to find the meaning for myself. So the study of the Bible has been 
probably the biggest aspect of my own faith. Um, I personally on my phone have an app that has five different translations. Um, I love being able to read different translations because then you can see kind of where that common thread is. Um, and I normally do use uh, mainly the New World Translation because that um, was the revision was made in, I think, 2013, that, that copy. And I like it just because it's the most modern English, which just helps me when I'm reading. But one thing that I love is when I have different translations, and this is even something that I'll do if I go to like a thrift store or something and I find an old Bible, is I love to turn to a very specific scripture because in 95% of Bible translations, this scripture will read basically the exact same. Um, and what it includes is something that's really important for my faith, which is God's name. So um, it is Psalms 8318. Um, and in uh, it says that um, may people know that you whose name is Jehovah, you alone are the most high over all the earth. So that was one of the first scriptures that was ever shared with me. And I always love being able to find it in my own personal copy of the Bible, as well as other versions of the Bible. And I always love to encourage people to look for it. Um, there are definitely some translations that have changed it to the word Lord um, for their purposes. But that is one that I always really like to kind of tie back to my faith, because like I said earlier, um, one of the things that's really important for my faith is that personal relationship. And the first thing you learn about someone when you meet them is their name. And there's really no way to have that personal bond or relationship without knowing somebody's name. So uh, that's something I'm really grateful for having that education on and being able to see that in the Bible. That is really cool. Um, I also am going to have my little like nerd corner for a second because so many things <laughs> that uh, people are bringing up in general on this podcast are really relating to some issues that I'm uh working through in my current education and so one mm -hmm. aspect is like you said the naming is really important to your faith whereas in some other traditions or faith uh it would be considered not um not okay or taboo to mm -hmm. name god like that personally and so mm -hmm. it's really funny because i am sort of in the tension of like also trying to become a a literal professional person of faith <laughs> that um, figuring out like how I like that tension to be negotiated respectfully for all people. And so when you talk about Lord, that, that is something I learned this semester that in all caps, um, you know, when it says like the Lord and it looks like it's screaming at you in some translations of the Bible, it's often because it's replacing that personal name because of mm -hmm. also the mm -hmm. like variety of interpretations of that tradition. But you have the flip side yep. where that personal relationship makes so much sense. Um, and mm -hmm. like you, the way you've expressed your faith, um, like you said, you know, at one point God's like a friend, it's like talking to a friend that that would be something mm -hmm. um, that you would connect to. And so having a scripture like that, mm -hmm. that first talked to you about something like that is so cool. And um a very uh, special dimension to bring to things um, as, as I'm learning from all kinds of people during this project. Um, did you have anything else you wanted yeah. to say about what you chose to share with me? I didn't mean to like talk over if there was anything else you wanted to add. No, no. And I, I, uh, I'm grateful to hear your, your uh, interpretation too, of what I shared, because 
I, like you said, you want to be this professional and it comes down to being educated and even knowing why in some of some translations that that name has been removed, um, I think is really important because I think a lot of times the people, I love knowing the history of things. I think that is super important to educating yourself about your faith because I think spirituality can be something that is so personal, but it's like be educated as to why something changed or you know, where something came from and those kinds of things. And I think being able, like how you said that you uh, understanding that word of the difference between the Lord being capitalized and those things, it's something that goes to show like that name was originally there, but there are faiths and different um, religions who have made that decision to remove it for those purposes. And I think it's so important for people to know those reasons why. Um, it's also why I like to share that too, because I like to explain and educate on why it's something that I choose to keep and use. yeah so yeah I, I'm, yeah. Uh, I was so excited because again as I've, I've mentioned I've been really looking forward to this chat and I'm glad we could make it work uh, again a little peek behind the curtain is I was like oh yeah I'm free all day Thursday and then it became like oh no not this time oh wait not this time either so now Preston and I have time to chat about this and I'm so glad um, because mm-hmm. I think that um you know, your, your faith and your version of how you practice your faith is something that is not always as um, understood in broader culture. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's just really special to hear how you um, have shared about why your faith is something that you were so intentional about finding for yourself Mm -hmm. and, and that that education component is something so strong. Um, and as a fellow nerd of a slightly different stripe, but like, you know me, I'm a nerd, uh, you know, and not to call you a nerd in a derogatory way, but like, we, we, you know, we both really like this stuff. Um, I, yes. I enjoy always being able to come to conversation with someone where pursuit of knowledge is of such high value. So mm-hmm. I just really appreciate yes. you sharing that and sharing an example of what that looked like in your early faith formation, too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I, I've had this conversation with you, you know, when we when we work together and get to spend time together. But when I talk even about my ministry, like the number one intention and goal of mine with my ministry is education. If somebody wants to be educated on something, I want to be able to show them where they can get that knowledge. And that is the only purpose I ever have. And that's why I think it honestly goes back to that deep, that deep seated um, belief that I have that you should be like education is going to be your number one tool and being able to develop your spirituality and your faith into whatever that means for you. That's really awesome. Um, yeah, I, this is why we could, I feel like chat for a really long time, but I, uh, yeah. you know, the podcast is a limited format and that's why I'm glad that I get to see you in yeah. person sometimes <laughs> and catch up on these things some more. Um, because I will say, so this is going to be um, a reflection on something my, friend who was on the second episode Christine said and I to be fair have been podcasting like a fiend all week like I've just been knocking these out (laughs) because the semester is coming to an end um and so uh but something Christine said when she was talking about her atheism actually had to do a lot with also she said you know it's not that basically I'm paraphrasing uh anyone who hasn't heard it can go listen but it was sort of like, oh, it's not that I'm without values. It's about where I place them. And that's something that's continued to evolve um, with each Mm -hmm. of these chats I'm having with people in my own life. And so 
Um, I'm really thankful for you too, Preston, because again, it's, we've had this very um, nuanced conversation about where we find value in our faith life. And I'm so thankful Mm -hmm. that you Mm -hmm. are here to help us keep thinking about what matters to each of us and to find those areas of overlap. Of course. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Well, uh, that wraps up again, a lot of the formal things right now, we're going to just go for the uh, benediction which as usual is just kind of a little wish of something for people who are listening. And um, I don't think I've done this benediction yet, but I, I like to wish for things for the listeners to take away related to the episode or totally unrelated in their sense of self and spiritual care. Um, And so um, right now I would like to wish for the listeners I'm, I'm like waffling between a couple of things I was thinking about sharing. <laughs> I would like to wish for um, if you're, I, my last one was about hydration. So I'm going with this body theme again, that if your body is tired and like your soul is a little bit tired from everything that's going on lately, I encourage you to find some time to treat yourself to a nap, like an honest to goodness nap. Mm naps are something that are so good they are not just for tiny children and some people feel tired (laughs) after naps and I respect that but also like rest is something really special and um the next guest I have lined up on the podcast Jay also knows that I'm a fan of this Instagram account that's at the nap ministry and sort of the idea of (laughs) making naps radical and rest is radical and um sort of the idea that you don't always have to be pushing yourself to be good and effective and important so um take a nap if you are so led that's my wish for Mm. everyone um Preston do you have anything you wish for our listeners oh I totally I definitely do I love that one because I am a fiend for a good nap but um the one that I was thinking is as much as I hope and wish for um our listeners to be ones who spread love and kindness I wish specifically for our listeners to be willing to accept an act of love or kindness from a stranger, from a family member, from a friend, but be willing to soak that up because I think we um, as humans are much more givers than we are takers. But every now and then being able to really accept that love and kindness from somebody and really just sit in it and soak it up can be something that is just so beneficial. So that's what I wish for them. gorgeous. I didn't know at first where you were going, where you were like, I hope, you know, like everyone's probably loving and kindness. And part of my brain really quickly thought, is she going to tell people they can be mean? <laughs> this is where are we going, Preston? Where you're going to actually nice and so lovely that, yeah, accepting, accepting love or accepting things you need is so just an important piece of that equation that I know I don't think about enough. So I'm so grateful that you brought that up. <laughs> uh, well that wraps up this episode then of for the love of pod again i thank you preston so much for taking time to be with me i thank everyone who is out there listening and i just wish you all an absolutely wonderful rest of your day yes thank you i hope everyone has a wonderful day as well <laughs> Thank you for listening to For the Love of Pod. I appreciate everyone who tunes in as I teach myself how to podcast. 
and I am so grateful for the guests who teach me. Have a nice day!